which I know someone who does it well. And I'm wow. And I am sitting here thinking about him. Don't patronize me. Don't patronize me. (laughs) But not looking at him. I I would never patronize you. Like I show you love by insulting you like a real man who's (laughs) properly scarred by the the um. The max, the masculinity that we've all been indoctrinated. The patriarchy. With. Yes. yes, like yes. I know, I know how to treat a man that I love. With that's right. Utter disrespect, and that's how he knows <laughs> I love him. Allow me to show you all of my feelings by absolutely mishandling my own. <laughs> exactly. That's what you do, right? But but it, we are at a place, Alabaster, where debatable a fake television show where we debate nothing except for how to compliment each other properly lately <laughs> has now just been reduced to the latest campaign stop for president Dominic Foxworth. So thank oh, you. No, 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 no. I'm, thank you. I thought Stephen A. I thought Stephen A was our next president. I'm the vice president. <laughs> Talk about a ticket that would get no votes. <laughs> how, how, how did we not cover that story on the show, Alabaster. Stephen A. being asked by Paul Feinbaum about his presidential aspirations and then launching into an actual stump speech. You know what? Blame blame the Little League World Series because we happened to be off when uh, Stephen A. launched his campaign. Maybe this is a a conversation for my podcast and not this show, but when I said uh, being Stephen A.'s running mate, now I just feel like we need to get to the bottom of this at some point. Who would be the best running eight, running mate for Stephen A? Because Barack Obama is mixed and very subdued and intelligent, professorial, and he mm-hmm. had to go get the oldest white man that he could find to make people feel comfortable. Stephen A is not Barack Obama. He is very different. So you're saying he know. can't go to Chris Russo? And no. ask him to run. No, he's got to get someone even more like middle of the road and more comfortable than like. Wait, a are white you grandpa. telling? Are you telling me that Stephen A. Greeny twenty twenty four is happening? Oh, you know Mike Greenberg's middle name on uh, Wikipedia is Robinette because one time why would I know up, that I called him Robinette as a joke, which is not actually his middle name. I called him Michael <laughs> Robinette Greenberg, and then some animal went on Wikipedia and changed it. Animal by animal, I mean uh, glorious human you. being. Yeah, you you went and did that. Yourself. <laughs> I don't know how to edit Wikipedia. I don't. That's oh, it's really hard. easy. Guys, do you want to it's talk about football? Really easy. Nah, it's oh, 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 oh! Is that is is no, that is that tomorrow? Come is on! That, is that the sound in my heart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, our jobs get so much busier, but so much easier. Right after that first it really kick, is. it just the rundown <laughs> is like we don't need a rundown. You know what the rundown is? Just a picture of a football. We're gonna talk about it for Guys, hours and hours, and you're gonna love the, it. Clip art football. Grow up between the salt and pepper shakers. Rated. Can I, can I Dan Levitard for a second? Okay. And say, the Sweat gladiator producer. game is back. Oh, the antiseptic oh. cathedral of Ooh. football. Graffiti the cathedral. Antiseptic with that is young Levitard. quarterbacks that are taking our imagination and making football look like a game we could only dream of. Oh, and my question, oh, that young quarterback who has our imagination right now is Josh Allen. Does it make sense to you that the Bills are going into the season as the favorite? So, so Dominique, I do want to recap here briefly 
the whole trajectory of Josh Allen, who went from the guy who made my smartest friends look dumbest to the guy who last season, yes, you, Mina, everybody that I trust of football, um, doubted him very, very vocally to then being obviously like the next great quarterback to now, where are we? Because last season, it ended with me high on Josh Allen. As hell. Oh, God. So high. So it was like now that we've come down a little bit. I did not choose to smoke or inject that particular drug. I was just watching and caught contact. Like yep. normally after a game, like we're all human. So like you get favorites and like you get tied into certain storylines. And by the end of a game, if the guy that you liked before the game had a good game, you are like, you feel like good about it. I'm a genius. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that. That may be only you that feels like that way. I feel like happy for them, like I know them. And I think it's the same feeling that like people who have a team, like I don't really have a team, but like you feel like happy. And after that Chiefs-Bills game, and I, I mean, I was not a Josh Allen fan prior to last season, but after that game, I was like genuinely happy for Josh Allen, even though he lost because it just felt like such a damn statement. And Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah, you do that all the time. You're incredible in the playoffs every year that you've ever put on exactly. the Chiefs jersey. So uh, blah, 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 blah. You scored in eight seconds. Yeah, but no Josh pass, Allen man. threw like, I mean, it's, it's, I think it started with that Patriots. Well, I mean, it started last season, season before last, I guess, when he started getting good. But that Patriots playoff game where it, he just murdered the greatest defensive yes, mind in the five history touchdowns of football. And on just, Bill Belichick. That game was over before it started. And then he followed it the next week with, didn't he throw four touchdowns to Gabe Davis alone? And, <laughs> oh my God. The Gabe Davis, the Archangel Gabriel Davis experience. Oh, oh yes. my gosh. And then I remember feeling after that game, like actually feeling like the Bills deserve, I mean, we all had this feeling. They both deserve to win. It just yeah. This is the overtime controversy. Yes, it ended in overtime. The Bills didn't get the ball because of the coin flip and the injustice therein. But now, when you look at the odds, Dominique, we are at a point where everybody seems to be in Vegas, at least, snorting the Bills. Oh yeah. Everybody is putting their face in a big powdery pile of Buffalo, and it's plus six hundred to lead the field. Yes, the Bills right ahead of the Bucks at plus seven fifty. The Chiefs at plus eleven hundred. Rams plus eleven hundred. Packers plus two hundred for the podcast audience i i went straight to smoke i went from smoke to inject and i forgot the middle ground of snort you're right i think it's a lot of snorting happening but i actually feel like now nah, inject is such a commitment i am injecting bills <laughs> <laughs> right now i mean it's hard to look the weakness of their roster is probably the corners their all pro corner Tredavious white is uh coming back from an acl so he won't be playing early in the season and when he does finally get back as someone who experienced an ACL injury, it's not like you don't come back 100% off the, off the top if you ever get back to 100%. But plenty of players come back and play great, but I'm not sure that he's going to come back and play awesome off the top. So we'll see what they do to compensate for that. But other than that, it's hard to find a spot on that roster where you're like, let's attack this. And in large part because Josh Allen is so good and like so dynamic a player that there really is no way 
to stop him if he's on his game because he can do it all. You can take one thing away, he can do the other thing. Yeah, he's so big and strong and athletic. You remember his rookie year? He was jumping over people back before he was a good quarterback and he was like a, a great athlete playing quarterback. Uh, he was doing incredible things that he's taken out of his game because he doesn't need them. But I hope to see him again in the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, I mean, we did this. We did this, I believe. We did the ultimate test for how excited we are for a quarterback. We gave the debatable audience last year the noises we would make oh, when Josh Allen yeah. would enter a room. And they were like HBO in 95 at 3 a.m. level noises. <laughs> what do they the kids play? Out there. What do they play? Well, that's not for the kids. It's for the adults. The kids out there. Oh, they, sorry. They got he, Google. What do they play on HBO? <laughs> Our, our inner children. Um, they play just Euphoria now, which uh, is mostly that, but just like straight up. Was I mean, it was no scramble necessary. It was Cinemax, though. It wasn't really HBO. I feel like oh. HBO tried to do like Taxi like, Cab Confessions. Yeah, like classier versions. You know why we're here. <laughs> Ain't nobody up at three in the morning with watching these cable channels looking for some artistic depiction yeah, looking of for hookers some, at the point. No. Some, some hands moving romantically across the screen as Alabaster's just did over this card, which established, <laughs> by the way, that yes, the Bills were, and this is the story here, Dominique, and you mentioned Tredavious White being the only like flaw in this defense because the defense, as established, was number one in EPA. Per, all the advanced numbers say the Bills defense is like as good as anybody's. And the passer rating allowed, I am reading, was 65.3, which means that they turned everybody into a guy who allegedly slept with his mom's friend, which is <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson. That's not Spell fair. Spell that joke out. That's not fair to say that he turned everyone to the Zach Wilson. I mean, it's true, but it's not fair in part because I feel like the perception of Zach Wilson is that he's terrible, but I think 65 is, or at least he's, he's not good. At least, but I think 65 is like a round league average. So it's not like, they are just destroying people from a QBR standpoint, but they are really good on defense. That's all. They are very good on defense. And so I guess the question, Alabaster, that you want us to respect here, as we stop talking about softcore pornography and towards the pornography that is the Bills offense, mm. is like whether it's right to be, yes, pick your drug metaphor here, you know, um, entering a ceremony where we convene with the ghosts of Buffalo Bills past, yeah. the celebration of the present. This and I feel real- fine with it. Weirdly, like this is a real test of like sports curses and superstitions and jinxes. Like we thought that this was over with, uh, I guess, the the Red Sox, the Bambino, the curse of the Bambino, the Cubs. But the Bills are worse than them because they had a period when I was young and I really was into watching football where they went to four straight Super Bowls and lost everyone. And then you would think, then they went on, then they had the longest streak, right? Playoff list streak for a while. Uh, They broke that. And then what happened to them last year happened. It's really, really hard to not believe in something supernatural because you would think they've been in the league for like 60 years, more than that probably. 63 years now. You would think that randomness, like they would stumble backwards into a Super Bowl championship at some point. 
And and this is part of their story last season, Alabaster, is that in these one-score games, Bill Barnwell informed me of this on ESPN Daily today as we now begin to name-check all of the podcasts that collectively, Dominique, you and I, subscribe to the Dominique Foxworth Show, um, are now involved in. But in one-score games last year, the Bills were not good. And so luck regressing to something like normal team luck, both historically and specific to this season, that seems like part of the case here too. But I don't know, are we... I guess the question, actually, for our our uh, our, our third friend, co-host here, um, is whether we're now just setting up Josh Allen to be um, a choker if this does not happen, given how much we've now raved and snorted his essence. No, I actually think that this is quite the opposite. I think that the snorting of Josh Allen and the Bills is a sign of progress for us as NFL fans and you guys as NFL experts, because I think in years past, we would have just auto-installed the defending Super Bowl champs as the favorites and basically said they brought the whole team back. And this is a second round team, but we're able to look at this in a more macro view now and be like, nah, 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 they're the best team. This guy's still improving. This is wild. So, you know, pat on the back to us for football teams. I mean, and they're, they're playing that team and they're playing the Rams, right. the Super Bowl champs, and there are much more questions around the Rams than there are around the bills wait so what what what, what genre of question bringing, yeah I mean, what, what kind of questions do you have about the rams in comparison well they're not bringing everybody back in the way that uh, i mean they don't have odell beckham who was a big part of that playoff run and they don't have von miller who was out of his mind during that playoff run yeah. I, um and also they had a slightly less impressive playoff run than the Bills, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Wait, I love this take. I love the take that the team that won the Super Bowl actually underwhelmed compared to the team that lost in the second round. Jaquaski Tart. Matt Stafford <laughs> tried to throw oh. the entire season away into the chest of a man by the name of Jaquaski Tart, a name that I will never forget. For obvious oh, reasons. Such a good name. Such a fake-sounding name. It sounds like a name you make up when someone suddenly asks you, what's your name, and you're in the middle of com committing a crime. Like, oh, I'm a Jaquaski Tart. And there's I, like a tart you're staring at. I, I, oh, sure yeah, hope, store. I sure hope it's not like some name that means something or it's a family name or something. I would really hate that if Pablo He's, is on I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, personally, I think Jaquaski is a beautiful name. And <laughs> If Jaquaski Tart is the fifth Jaquaski Tart in a tradition oh. of, like, great civil rights leaders, I want to apologize to all very four true. previous Jaquaski yeah. Tarts. And I hope that he turns into, like, the LeBron James of football so that, like Jalen Rose, we will get an army had he had that interception, how many San Francisco babies would be named? We might have gotten them. We, we would have gotten got a non-zero number of army new Jaquaskis. Of like of hedge fund children named Jaquaski. I don't know what so else many, they had in San Francisco. So like many Jaquaskis trying to disrupt all of these <laughs> industries. Yeah. Trying um, to hack healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Jaquaski. Uh all right. So I the, it's, it, it does seem a bit hot takey to say that their run was less impressive, but they beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. But here we are. No, but, yeah. but, but the point uh, is, Dominique, we've landed at a place where we do consider the Bills more impressive now. Yeah, I mean, they, they're what they did last year, we talked about already, what they did to the Patriots and then what they did to the 
the uh, Chiefs was at least, I mean, it was more impressive to me well, okay. than, do we, do we parse than beating the, word? the Cincinnati Bengals, who <laughs> uh, probably were not the best team yeah. in the AFC. Probably not the top three or four teams in AFC, if we're being honest. Okay, so now I think, Alabaster, you've actually... We, we've we've come full circle here. We're now our we are phrase, taken now. We are Ooh. taking the hell out of this take. But it's Ooh. funny that we're returning to the molten core of Dominique's favorite take, which is that Patrick Mahomes is the best and he loves him so much. And that because Josh Allen almost beat him and because Patrick Mahomes lost to Joe Burrow, we need to sort of center this around who is most impressive in the context of Patrick Mahomes. We still haven't figured out who came out of the Chiefs locker room and Patrick Mahomes' jersey in the second half. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was just before halftime and when they missed that they? touchdown. Yeah, I don't know who it was. I don't know why they did it, but I hope that they've addressed this this assailant, and I hope he goes to jail for life because <laughs> what he did to the legacy of my and your beloved Patrick Mahomes a is a disgrace, and I'm glad that he will not be back. So, yeah, beat it scumbag guys I, th I, th I think i have the way we want to phrase this take okay you got it josh allen played patrick mahomes to a draw joe burrow did not play patrick mahomes to a draw nor did he beat him patrick mahomes beat himself Facts. and you give no credit for patrick beating is. himself who there i mean is. unfortunately the person on the chiefs who joe burrow tried to throw the game away to did not have a name as beautiful as Jaquaski Tark, so I don't remember it. It was a linebacker who right. interception bounced bounced off of his chest. Square body. Yeah, it was a square body. It's hard to remember square bodies. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of the triangles. Square bodies, I don't remember them. They're not memorable. But yeah, he threw it off his chest. And yeah, that Roblox ass linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is pretty much all linebackers except for like Shaquille Leonard. That dude is like a safety. Ooh. We've gotten back to praising random defensive backs, Alabaster. So I believe we can put a big check mark next to everything uh, that you wanted in your Dominique Foxworth drinking game. Oh, uh, and I, I can't wait to refine this take even more and then present it to you on the Dominique Foxworth show, <laughs> <laughs> which we are re-recording later today because the first time we recorded it, it sucked. Wow. You know, don't gross. bait us into compliments that you hate. I don't want the Ooh, Pablo, let's it's do it. Let's let's compliment. No, 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 no. We're not. No, we're, I, I <laughs> will so sign <laughs> the bleep off of his show. <laughs> Brian Kelly, Patrick Beverly, what you want to do? Salt and pepper, today's all menu. All right, all right, all right. Roll let's it go out. on to Patrick Beverly. Let's alabaster. go to Patrick Beverly. Please. There's still alabaster here. You may be Charlie. <laughs> Here, your alabaster fingers. All right, guys, I got I got some sound for you to listen to on this one. Um, how do you think LeBron, AD, and Russ feel about Pat Bev's comments yesterday? Let's listen. You'll be playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They will be playing with me. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. That's the difference. Man, like <laughs> – the the I feel like the smart let's work out this take too right because like the smart guy answer is to be like this is what they signed up for they knew this this is who he is this is why they got him like they are totally totally like at peace with that being the case what why why are we calling for I just I I would like to make your response sound cooler 
to people 35 to 45 like me. Great. They knew what it was when they signed up. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Very good. And so they- It's my only contribution. The fact that they knew who he was when they signed up, right? Like that would be the rational take. My take, Dominique, for people of any age, is that um, they really hate this. <laughs> <laughs> like they're so? like, oh no, when they when he says it wearing the jersey, it feels different yeah. and I hate this. That's how I would feel. He, the last time he was like in a major news cycle was during the playoffs. He was no longer playing. He was eviscerating Chris Paul for not winning a round that he couldn't even get to. So I think you knew what it was when you signed up. It's like, yeah, they should be grateful. They should be happy. Because based on that, he could have done a lot worse. Like, I don't actually think this is that offensive. This wasn't the jumping on the scorer's table post-playing round no. of Brad. This, this was not calling Chris Paul a cone. Like, he just said, y'all missed the playoffs. I made the playoffs. And I, I also, like, I know that, like, fake confidence. Like, I could see it. I could oh. smell it. I might have used it before. But let's <laughs> run it again. Look at this. Yeah. This is like, this is let's obviously, grind this, tape. this is obviously, I'm going to say the right thing, but I don't really believe it. All right. Roll it one more time, please. You'll be playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They will be playing with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. It's I take it back. Full commitment. Full commitment. He believes it. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was going to say, I was what I saw, what I he saw. He didn't even let him finish the question. No, no. What I saw was an interrupter whose eyes did not blink. And it was just like, oh, I'm looking into the eyes of a man who, um, yeah, cannot actually be trusted is yeah. the takeaway that I get from this. He didn't like, this like dude, scratch his chest. He didn't look away. He didn't blink. He didn't rub his hands together. He didn't even let the man finish the thought. He was like, nah, <laughs> I, I'm that dude. And I guess <laughs> they're like, you got to take the good with the bad. Is a, uh, It's not a fun thing but, to but, say. But Dominique. But Here's the thing about this dynamic with Patrick Beverly. To take the good with the bad implies that you're getting enough good. And this is why this is so funny to me. Because what they're welcoming in is a guy who is going to... And maybe the Lakers... Look, the best argument in defense of the Lakers is that truly, like, it's... They're just numb to all of this. Like, they've been so bad, as Patrick Beverly pointed out, that they don't actually feel it. But my sense is that once the Lakers start to struggle... And it turns out that the good does not outweigh the bad. And they're going to be dealing with a, a, and this is where we now become characters in the story. They're going to be dealing with the media <laughs> playing these clips and him blaming other people. I'm just like, yeah, don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze on yeah. a guy who's been traded four times since August 15th, 2021. Well, I mean, if you're parched, any juice is worth any squeeze if you feel like you are going to die of dehydration, which it feels like the Lakers are at that point. So they are not at a point where they can be choosy. They're beggars. And his defense is one thing, but more than that is like his catch and shoot ability. That's every, it feels like every team that LeBron is on every couple years, they're like, we're going to build a different team around him. Yep. He's going to play off the ball more. Oh, no, yep. no, no. Then they eventually come back to, like, let LeBron do his thing and put some guys who can play defense and catch and shoot. And that's what they need. They don't need Russell. They don't need guys like that. 
They need people who will play hard on defense and can hit open threes. So this is what Darvin Ham, the new head coach of the Lakers, who is a person we're all going to meet um, a lot via the Take Industrial Complex. He said about Westbrook and Beverly playing together, quote, if they play defense, they can play together. If they play defense, definitely. And I just love that we're, we're here already. Yeah. We're here. Like the subtweets. I mean, it's not even a subtweet at this point. Did you see, by the way, speaking of just like interpreting body language and general rhythms of, of the human form, did you see the, the Westbrook Beverly dap? Yeah, that was, it was a fun dap. It was actually, it wasn't a very fun dap for them, which made it a fun dap for all of us. It was a dap hug too. Yes. Yeah, so, how do you dap hug with no emotion? It's incredible. It was so Westbrook shows up to this presser where Patrick Beverly is saying all of this stuff and he throws him a towel mid answer to mop him down. He gives him the whole yes slap into the hug, but as if they are doing this um, in the most just sort of like clinical sort yeah. of like by the numbers way, or at least that's my psychoanalysis of it, Alabaster. Um, it just feels like as much as you're right, defense shooting both needed it's going to be a thing that isn't worth the squeeze as desperate as they are for any bit of that juice. The, um, oh, sorry, go ahead, Alabaster. So the, the one thing, I think that AD and LeBron are going to hop on board whenever they either trade Russell Westbrook or send him home for the season. They're going to, they're going to jump on the Pat Bev uh, sort of inspirational bandwagon. I mean, like, he was right the whole time. It was Russell's fault. Oh, that, that's sort of how I predict it going because that's sort of what LeBron does. Yeah. Can't you just see him Instagramming a picture of Russell of uh, sorry Patrick Beverly after like a defensive stop, like Beverly in a defensive stance with a bunch of hashtags being like <laughs> hashtag Young Bull, hashtag striving for greatness, hashtag the new Bev of choice in LA, hashtag <laughs> Lakers dynasty. Wow. Uh, wow. Oh gosh. Um, I hope not. I don't know. I. That's Instagram. Sad. I hate Instagram so much. It's so annoying. It's such an annoying place. I know. Dominique just started promoting on Instagram yesterday. If you're not aware, I, audience. I also, I also stopped promoting on Instagram yesterday. So it was grand opening, grand closing for me being active on Instagram. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why is Russell Westbrook in the back of all contentious press conferences? <laughs> Like, is that a thing? I didn't, I don't, they never turn the camera uh, the other way. So I don't know what it looks like, except for press conferences I've been to. And there's never a player. I guess sometimes there's a player hanging in the wings waiting to come in, but it's so rarely is he just hanging out in the background. What did he go up there next? Like, what is he doing? I don't get it. He was at Darvin Ham's press conference, like scowling, scowling from the back. And That's right. Doing a similar thing at this one, giving bad daps. Why is this a thing? And why? Why would he? Like, you didn't have to be in there. Did he want this to happen? He, I, I think it's clear what's happening. He wants it to be very known that he is not mad about anything. Uh, and certainly, why would anybody believe that he would be otherwise? And oh, so Russell Westbrook would be mad about anything, guys. Come on. And so he did that by giving an uninspired dap. It was and loud, throwing a though. towel. The, the volume of the DAP was loud. Doesn't that count for something? That yeah. volume? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I mean, the sound is important. The proper cup lets you know. But I, don't, I think that just speaks to whether a person knows how to DAP or not. As a high school football player, I gave a lot of DAP to coaches who wanted me to play for them that clearly 
had not been practicing their dap and embarrassing. Alabaster is begging us to move on to the next topic. That's because he don't know how to get a good dap. With the card. Great. Good take, Dominique. <laughs> we love you so much. All right. No, we're not doing this. Okay. Let's move on. Thank you. Speaking of coaches who have no idea how to relate to anybody. That's oh, right. yeah. Bad dapping. Uh, what are the chances that people at Baton Rouge are already sick of Brian Kelly? We have a clip. With that, let's watch we'll, the latest. Uh, we'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually ten dollars um, that we put in the kitty um, for. We, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on time. Oh man! That, so is he going to make it through the season? I'm uncomfortable watching that because that reporter. I mean, it's a valid question, Dominique, based purely on the level of. I don't know who that reporter is, but that is a bold response, regardless of whether you're an adversarial journalist or an internet commenter, just a great burn that he, okay, the reporter, Leah Van on Twitter, explained this on Twitter, not my finest hour. I apologize afterward. He was super chill. And I said, I still owe him $10. That's it, the, the fact that you had to like, clean up afterwards because you owned Brian Kelly so hard only makes this sadder to me. That's not a clean up. That's not a clean up. That's a, a credit take. She was like, I, I would like to get my flowers from the LSU faithful because we all feel the same way. And that's what she did. She put it out there like, yeah, I said, I'm sorry. I have not looked at the responses to this tweet, but I guarantee you it's mostly people with tiger abbeys saying, you tell them, get them out of town. <laughs> Something to that effect yes why don't you uh instead of um collecting ten dollar fines uh pay off the 95 million dollar investment that the state of louisiana has put into you over the next good reminder good reminder it's a quality state school um why would he think this is the right course of action does he think he's charismatic he thinks he's more he's like he thinks i don't think anyone is charismatic enough to talk their way, to joke their way out of an ass whooping by a team that they were a huge league favorite. Like you can't, you gotta come in there hanging your head. I don't care that you slept on a bed of money. You gotta come in there and look angry. We're gonna get things straight. I'm gonna take responsibility. It's not on the players. So me, I didn't prepare them right. I don't have time for this. I'm very upset at myself. I haven't slept all night. We're gonna get this yep. right, I promise you. Oh, I didn't even realize I was channel channeling Coach O. <laughs> Remember Coach O yelled at his That's players right, Kelly. his press conference? That is that oh is a terrifying, <laughs> terrifying opened jawed Brian. I thought Kelly. that was Coach O. I gotta get a bigger monitor or something. I can't read Coach that o. thing. Coach O did have a great quote recently, speaking of guys who did not earn their money but got a lot of it, where he was just like, yeah, they said I was going to get a $17 million buyout, and I said, which door do you want me to walk out of? <laughs> was that which at the Little Rock fair. Football Club? Yeah, there was some football some football take there. But, but wow, yes. <laughs> Good show, Dominique. What a patronizing card that we're going to end on. Yep, there it is. It. I won't do it because I'm classy. 
Wow. Wow. And you do have all of the charisma that Brian... There it is. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they, they took too long to bring up the title card. I couldn't hold it back anymore. <laughs> There's the confetti. Um, let us all, though, have the delusional charisma of a man with no charisma and we all go on to host our other podcasts just pretend like i didn't get owned i am not a corn cob so ridiculous just say you're